You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 247, and it's another one of our prestigious Patreon poll winning episodes. Exact same spiel I gave you last week. Every month, our patrons get to pick a game that I've never really played before, and then I play it, and then I talk about it, and etc. so on and so forth. And this year we started doing survivor polls where we start with eight games during the last week. We run them during the last week of each month. We start with eight games and then every day the game with the fewest votes gets eliminated until one game is left standing. They've been a lot of fun and we've dedicated each month's poll to a specific console. January was the NES and Earthbound Beginnings won. February was the Genesis. Golden Axe came out on top. April we just wrapped it up. It was the Super Nintendo. And in case you're wondering, NBA Jam beat out Super Star Wars by four votes. Out of like 500. It was fucking wild. So we'll be covering NBA Jam in the next month or so. And March was the Game Boy. And as you can probably tell, Metroid 2 Return of Samus won that poll. I finally got around to playing through it. And I have a lot to say about it. And and listen, um, I want to... I love Samus. I love Metroid Manias. I like the Game Boy. And I love the Metroid franchise. I don't know if I love this game. In fact, I don't love this game. I, I don't know if I hate it. I don't hate it, but I don't lo- I don't know where I'm I'm very like it was a fun 
weekend, I never want to see her again with, with Samus when it comes to Metroid 2. Uh, and looking at the comments from listeners, it seems like, for the most part, if you grew up with Metroid 2, you're a fan. And if you didn't, it's a little rough in 2023. And listen, I fully understand that this is a Game Boy game. And I grew up with the Game Boy. I understand its limitations. I'm happy to give it a pass on some stuff because the Game Boy, while a little bundle of joy, didn't exactly have an engine full of horses. I understand that. I just, I don't know if I like this game game i like what metroid 2 is trying to do i like the concept of it i really want to try the remake now and see what that's all about but but the original from the game boy i i kind of lump it in with the nes metroid in that i'm glad i played them i'm glad i've seen what they're all about but i don't ever want to touch them again to me super metroid is where the franchise really puts it all together so uh my buddy uh daniel is the biggest metroid fan i know so of course he was on my speed dial for this episode and we had a, some mixed opinions on metroid 2 we both agree the concept is cool we both agree it's very ambitious but it's got its warts i was a little harder on it than daniel was but what can i say i uh, i'm hard <laughs> oh fuck this this podcast sucks. We'll get to all that in just a minute because speaking of how much this podcast sucks, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Your intros are kind of long, but they're fun. And you can pause it and come back to it anytime. So if your phone battery dies, you won't be fucked. Unlike your Game Boy batteries in Metroid 2, and it's like four save points throughout the whole fucking game. But anyway, we'll get there when we talk Metroid. Uh, if you do want to skip the intro, if you're just here for Metroid talk, go about 30 minutes up the road. You'll hear the music. We'll get into Metroid. But I recommend hanging around. The intro's fun. We talk video games and stuff. It's not just... It's not all self-promotion, but it is... A couple of minutes of self-promotion. And that's where I'm going right now because that's how we keep the bills on around here. Uh, we have merchandise. There's hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you can check it all out. It was designed by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. And you can find it at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It's a phenomenal way to support the little guy here at Remember the Game Industries. And of course, if you don't like clothes, I get it. It's summer. You want to get up there and tan your cheeks? You can always just support us on Patreon. Subscriptions start at 2 bucks a month, and it's about the best deal in the history of the universe because you're going to get up to four extra podcasts every week. Every second Monday, we do Purple Monkey Dishwasher, which is our new Simpsons show, hosted by myself and former Hall of Famer Mark McHugh. We break down episodes. We're working through season one right now. It's been a lot of fun. Every Tuesday, I release The Rambling Idiot, where I talk about my comedy career, TV, movies, sports, whatever else I feel like chatting about. Every Friday, I do Game Patch, which is my modern gaming news podcast where i talk about the biggest stories in modern games talk about new releases give you some sales picks etc and expansion pass goes live every thursday and it's a different gaming show each week we do rankings we look back at characters consoles genres there's some comedy episodes there's a fucking ton of modern game reviews all spoiler free by the way uh, this past week on expansion pass it was episode 160 and our topic was in the hands of the hot dogs and gaming worlds we'd most and least like to live in was our focus. And this was a nice laid back episode. It was a lot of fun. I had a good time laying into a certain raccoon or whatever the fuck Tom Nook is and explaining why I'd never want to live in the world of Animal Crossing, among other places. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, the gaming worlds we would and wouldn't want to live in. Juicy Jeff says most Pokemon. Imagine being a 10-year-old again where it's widely accepted to go on an adventure by yourself and have wild monsters fight each other. Oh, and you get to encounter the super rare legendary Pokemon and possibly the god Pokemon. It'd be absolutely insane. Yeah, but like then you're also just catching animals to make them fight each other. 
And like, it's fun in a video game, but I don't want to like, if I got attached to a Pokemon, like I am Molly, I don't want to make her live in a little ball and you can only come out when you fight to fainting. We all know what fainting really is. It sounds cruel. I don't want to do that. Brandon Murphy says Pokemon both least and most. I'd love to raise my own Pokemon and become best pals with them. But on the flip side, it'd be absolutely terrifying encountering a horde of giant bee drills. And that's the other thing. You'd run into like a whole bunch of fucking, yeah, bee drills. There's ghosts everywhere. What are you going to do the first time you're walking through the bush and a fucking onyx jumps up? And that thing is like a 40 foot tall rock snake. Like fuck that noise. No, I don't want to live in this place. And that's now available on our archives. And this week, it's Expansion Pass 161. And we're going to do something I've wanted to do for a while now. A couple years ago on Expansion Pass, we talked about who would be on gaming's Mount Rushmore. But we focused on the heroes, the Marios, the Lynx, the Sonics, you know. And I love heels, antagonists, bad guys, villains. I love villains. So we're going to give them their due and talk about who should be on the gaming villain. Mount Rushmore this week. Should be a lot of fun. So again, subscriptions start at $2 a month. You get new podcasts every week. They're all ad-free. Instant access to hundreds of additional archived bonus podcasts. All downloadable right there onto your phone. Plus, you can join our Remember the Game Discord. You get a chance to vote on our Patreon poll every month. You get the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows. You can DM with me and you get a shout out. and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patreons. Jeff Kansky, Joshua Powell. Powell makes a pow, pow, powerful car. And <laughs> shout out to anyone who gets that reference. Andreas Gebauer, Dom Lupian, Sir Futt Buckington. That sounds real. Diego Loya, Patrick Rochelle. Sorry, Patrick. Rob Patterschuk, E Stank 0803, 321 Canes, Nick Alvey, Go Oilers, <laughs> Noah Kelly, Michael Patrick, Newt Lyles, Toasted Elf, Jared, and Aquatic Hog. I don't know why Aquatic Hog would be a fun porn name. Yeah, that's, yeah, anyways. Uh, thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can check all that out at patreon.com slash remember the game if you're interested. And don't forget, 5% of our Patreon income gets donated to charity and we offer annual subscriptions at all of our tiers and it'll save you your 12th month fees. Ching, 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 ching. So check that out. And you can find me on Twitch whenever you want or whenever I'm there. Not whenever you want. I'm not on there 24-7. Uh, but twitch.tv slash remember the game. It's free to free to. Fuck, I suck at this. It is free to throw me a follow. That's what I'm trying to say. And then it'll tell you when I'm online. You can hang out. I'm actually going to start a playthrough of Gears of War right away. The main campaign to get ready for an upcoming episode of the show. Because I haven't played it in a few years and I've been jonesing to play it. So you can find me over there if you're interested. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons. Usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Arun Haglund, who said, Hey, Adam, I was really looking forward to seeing how you would butcher my name on the last episode. And to my surprise, you nailed it. Well, Arun Haglund, it's because I'm very good at what I do and I never fuck up anybody's names ever. 
Mr. Heglund. So thank you for the support. 321 Canes said, I've been listening to you for the last five months and just wanted to ask when you're going to do an episode on Gears of War or Brute Force or Star Wars Republic Commando or Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Keep up the good podcasts. Uh, thank you, 321 Canes. Gears of War. Uh, listen, I, like I'm not dunking on Canes here at all, but almost every week I get several comments for blowing in the cartridge asking, when are you going to cover insert game here? And I don't read them very often because there's just so many of them and I don't want to pick and choose. But the reason you're getting uh, your spotlight here, 321 Canes, is partially because I like saying 321. And partially because, remember the game, 250 is what? Three weeks away from now? Yes, 248, 49, 250. And we are, in fact, covering Gears of War, which is one of my favorite video games of all time. If you don't know, I've told the story. I kind of fell out of gaming during the PS2, Xbox, GameCube era. And Gears of War on the Xbox 360 is what really brought me back to gaming. In some ways, it's like my modern Super Mario Brothers. And I've been wanting to cover it for quite some time now. I'll be honest, we're not going to, I'm not, I have nothing to say about the multiplayer. I think my buddy Tyler does. I only ever played, like, people ask sometimes when I'm going to cover, like, a Call of Duty or something. I don't play multiplayer hardly ever online. So I don't have anything to say about that. But bet your ass I'm going to get into that campaign. I'm really looking forward to replaying it and talking about it. So that one's coming up. I can't say anything about Brute Force, Star Wars, Republic Commando, or Turok, though. But Gears of War is three weeks away. Johnny CCDC says, Adam, in case you skip me over in the other sections, I'm coming here to reiterate how jazzed I am about the Metroid 2 episode. I even shared my thoughts in blowing in the cartridge on the day you announced it went in the poll by mistake because I'm just so ready for it. I hope that you're not uh, completely soul crushed by this review, Johnny, because I don't think I like this game as much as you do. Uh, Johnny said, now that you've played the entire main franchise lineup, how would you rank Metroid 1 through 5? You've got Metroid, Samus Returns, Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and Metroid Dread. Tough call for me personally. Thanks so much for this, Adam. Can't wait. I think I actually say it during the game chat, but to answer your question, Johnny, I think I would actually rank them in the order they released, with the possible exception. I'm, I, I could swap Metroid from the NES and Samus Returns on the Game Boy. I could swap them... 5, 4, and 4, and 5. Depends on my mood on that given day, but they're easily my the bottom two for me. And then I'd probably put Super Metroid at 3, i put Metroid Fusion at 2, and i put Metroid Dread at number 1. I would rank them basically in the order they came out. I feel like every time a new Metroid game comes out, it improves on the previous one. Um... I'm really those. I think those are the only Metroids I've played too. But that's that's how I would rank those. I think I, I talked about that a little bit in the episode. But I hope you enjoy this episode. I think I was tough but fair on Metroid 2. The 40-year-old gamer... Wrote in and said, Adam, I just want to complain for a minute since I know you're a baseball fan. I've been coaching my daughter's little league softball team for a few years now, and this year they've implemented a new rule. We are only allowed to have six batters per half inning, regardless of the inning or the score. Yes, batters, not runs. These are 13 to 15-year-old girls who are who we are trying to get ready for high school ball next year. It's bullshit. They're too old for rules like that. I'm okay with run caps so we can't run up on other teams, but limiting the number of batters? That just sucks. I gotta say... I <laughs> I was torn on if I was going to put this comment in the show because I know this has nothing to do with video games and I won't spend much time on it because I know some of you don't care about anything other than video games. I understand. But I read that and I was like, that is bullshit. That's, if you wanted to limit it to six runs an inning or something, I could live with that. But six batters. So like if you're first two, that's fucking ridiculous. That is horrible. That's horrible. That's, fuck me. I, dude, you should ground your daughter just to get her, just to toughen her up a little bit because leagues like that are going to make her soft. I could live with that if it was like five and six year olds, but 13 to 15 year olds trying to get ready for high school ball, ground her, ground her and make her run to school in the snow just to fucking toughen her up because they're going to get soft. 
I got beat by like 400 goals in hockey back in the day, and I turned out fine. <sighs> Fallen Snow Kiku wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, I noticed you'll occasionally do these impromptu Simpsons impressions on your show, and I just wanted to say they're very good. As someone who likes to do them in her free time and hopes to kind of snowball that into being a voice actor someday, is that something you just do for giggles, or do you use those skills a lot in your comedy? Uh, thank you, Fallen Snow Kiku. Uh, no, I don't use them in my comedy. When I first started stand-up, I talked about doing Simpsons impressions as part of my act. And, I, and I'm not dunking on any comedians that happen to listen to this that do impressions. I just, I, I didn't want to become like the jukebox. And I didn't want to become like the comedian where like nobody even listens to my jokes. They just want like, just do the Barney voice. Just do the Mo voice. So I actually don't do any impressions during my stand-up. But I do love doing impressions. I've always been like that. Uh, when I was in junior high, if you look at my junior, like my grade nine yearbook, uh, it says, where are you going to be in 10 years? And I said, hopefully doing voices on the Simpsons. That was my goal at one point. I, I, I would love to be a voice actor. There's not a lot of voice work in Edmonton, believe it or not, but I, I have no idea how to get into that industry, but hopefully someday. Cause I would, I would fucking love to be a voice actor. So good for you. If you like to, if you like to do voices and stuff as well, uh, fall in snow, Kiku fucking chase that dream. People need, the world needs more funny voices. Uh, big chungus. Said, hey, Adam, with the recent news that Lego is making both Sonic and Donkey Kong Lego sets, well, they all look nice. I feel I'm at an age where the play sets aren't in my demographic anymore. What I really want are more sets in the style of the Lego Bowser from last year. What I wouldn't give to get my hands on a giant Donkey Kong or Mega Man robot master. So my question is, what are some video game series you would like to see adapted in Lego? Yeah, same thing. Man, I've been getting tagged a lot by people. Like, oh, did you see this? Like, the new Donkey Kong sets, they're very cool, but they're just like the play sets. Like the Mario ones where you build the long levels and play. And I don't buy those. I think they're dope. And as a kid, I would have been all about them. But as an adult, I'm like, I don't, I don't have room for these. I like the 18 plus that Bowser set. I'm looking at it right now while I'm recording this. And I fucking love that Bowser set. I want more of those 18 plus sets. Agreed. So if you're asking me what video game series I'd like to see adapted to Lego, I'd love to see a Super Nintendo set in the style of the NES one, which is still maybe my favorite set ever. I love that NES set. Uh, Mega Man would be sick. A giant foot tall Mega Man, maybe standing on Rush. Oh, that's hot. I'd fucking be all about that. Uh, you know what I've always said I would love to see a Lego set of? Uh, it's not technically video games, but Ninja Turtles. I think a giant Technodrome. And I know people send me like the Mega Bloks one. I mean like the 18 plus like $600 fucking uh, Millennium Falcon style. Like one like that. I think that'd be fucking sick. And uh, I there was a rumor going around that they were going to do the, I can't remember if it was the Deku Tree or if it was Hyrule Castle. But I'd be fine with either of those if it was like a, again, like not a little kid play set, but like the model style 18 plus sets. I think any of those would be sick. Technodrome is number one, though. God, I would love a Technodrome set. Uh, Jay Smack says, Adam, you said your stand-up act is clean comedy. And on the podcast, you're as dirty as an ICP song. ICP. Uh, where, why did you choose these separate styles? And are they difficult to pivot back and forth from? Not really. Uh, when I say my act is clean, I just mean that like my jokes like my material is pretty clean. Like my, my best, I hate to say that word, but like my most successful jokes are about my bad back, my knees, going to the bank, golf, paying your taxes. Like it's just the, it's just my style of humor. When I'm writing a joke, I, most of my jokes are about clean stuff. So when I say my act is clean, I just mean the material is clean. And then the difference is if I'm doing a comedy gig where they want me to work clean, I don't swear. And I just keep those jokes as polished as possible. Whereas if it's like a bar gig where everyone's a little bit more rowdy, I can get into the crowd work. Then I start swearing a little bit and making jokes about, you know, 
wieners and stuff, you know, <laughs> wieners and stuff like that. And I, I start to mess it up. So, um, no, I don't, I don't find it difficult to pivot at all because it's, you know, I'm at work and, uh, I just, yeah. Like when I get up on stage, if you hired me and you're like, Hey, no swearing. I'm like, okay. Then I'm like, I'm just at work. I can't swear. And to me, it's like the difference between driving my car and driving a forklift. You know, I can drive my car however I want, but when I'm at work, I have to drive the forklift safely. And that's just when I'm on stage, if I'm told to work clean, I drive the forklift. And if I have the green light to do whatever I want, I drive the car. I like to be compared to an ICP song. Fuck. Are those guys dead? I don't mean to be rude, but like I haven't, I fucked. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Uh, a couple more. And we'll move on. ICP. And we'll move on here. Jetstopia says, hi, man. I've just signed up and I'm catching up with the episodes. Currently listening to A Link to the Past. And I wanted to say I really appreciate the low-key respect for Zelda 2 on the NES. It's a massively underrated title for being different. I think a cool episode idea would be movie adaptions of games. What worked and what sucked. There's actually an episode coming up in the Remember the Game Archives if you haven't heard it yet, Jetstopia, where we talk about Zelda 2. And, uh, like, I, I want to love it. I don't, but I do like it. I do respect they tried something different. Um, I wanted to say, you mentioned what would be a fun episode to be talking about movie adaptions and what worked and what didn't. That comes up most months when we do our poll for the expansion pass, the final expansion pass topic each month. Um, a lot of people recommend the best and worst video game movies. I just haven't seen very many. I do get asked about this a lot. I've seen... Both Mar like the old Mario movie, the new Mario movie. I've seen the two Sonics. Uh, I just watched the original Mortal Kombat, and then we reviewed that. Is that it? Like I haven't seen Doom. I haven't seen Street Fighter. I haven't seen. I seen like two Resident Evils. I haven't. Like I haven't seen Uncharted. I haven't seen most of the video game movies. So I just want you all to know when I get asked about this, I'm not ignoring you. When you recommend this topic, I just haven't seen most of them. And as some of you know, I am slowly trying to see movies and cross them off my list and finally be like one of the cool kids that's seen movies. But right now, I just haven't seen most of them to weigh in on them. So, but yes, eventually when I finally see more movies, that is probably something that we'll get to. Uh, and then finally, before we move on from the segment, as always, it's letter time. It's letter time. Lord Finish. Ronan said, hey, man, do you have any or do you have any history with the real retro machines? And of course, I'm talking about Commodore 64, ZX Spectrum or Amstrad CPC or even better. Any plans on reviewing any games for those said machines? I bet that would get some of your older listeners pretty damned excited. I got to tell you the truth, Lord Finish. I have never fucking heard of the ZX Spectrum or the Amstrad CPC. CPC. I, I don't. So to answer your to answer your question, I I don't think I've ever played a game older than the NES, other than like arcade games like Pac Man and Space Invaders and stuff. But like I've never played Atari, I've never played Commodore sixty four. Uh, I just you know I was I was born in eighty three. I got an NES on my when I was three or four years old, and that's where it started for me. So I do occasionally get asked, "Are you going to cover any Atari games or Commodore sixty four or whatever?" I've never played anything from them, so never say never. But I, uh, to be honest, I don't have a ton of interest in them. Maybe eventually I'll try out a couple of them for an episode for kicks uh, for shits and giggles. But I don't have a ton of interest in them and I've never played them. And I've never heard of the ZX Spectrum or the Amstrad CPC. And I'm sure a few of you old timers are going to write in and yell at me for it. I'm sorry. I'm Listen, if you're here for fucking knowledge 
and a competent host, you're the listen. Go listen to Retronauts. They'll push political agendas on you, and Bob Mackie is an arrogant cunt, but they will give you a history lesson. If you just want a dipshit that swears too much and doesn't know what he's talking about, that's why you're here. You all know, right? You don't come to McDonald's looking for a steak, and this is McDonald's. Uh, but no, may- maybe someday, Lord Finish. But I've, I just I've never heard of some of those, and I've never played them. But thank you for asking. And thank you to everybody that wrote in. As always, we need to move on. Let's switch things up and get into our Smash It segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. I seriously fucking can't stand Bob Mackie. Just a footnote. If anyone's wondering, Retronauts was a big part of the reason I started this podcast because I used to listen to Retronauts. And uh, I like some of the other hosts, but I can't stand Mackie. And I just found it too, a little too preachy for my tastes and a little too dry. And I was like, there should be, like, let's just have some fun. So just, if anyone's wondering, that is why I started Remember the Game. Anyways, uh, a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. And we'll get to that in just a minute. This week we're talking Seamus. Fuck. I don't know why. I just, I just, I even spelt it right. It says Samus in the notes, but I went Seamus. We're not talking Seamus. We're talking Samus. So I went with three of her best games that I don't think have been remade yet. And that is Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and Metroid Prime 2. I wanted to go Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and Metroid Prime, but I know the remake just came out and everybody would, yeah, I was like, I'll just go with Metroid Prime 2. Um, 35%. So they would play Metroid Fusion, remake Super Metroid, and erase Metroid Prime 2. That is not what I would do. So let me tell you what a few of you had to say, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Phil Vow wrote in and said, This has to be my second favorite play one, remake one, erase one of all time. I'd play Metroid Fusion because I haven't. I'd remake Prime 2, just how they did the first one. And finally, although it pains me, I'd erase Super Metroid because I'm not a huge fan of the graphic style. I had no other justification to erase Super Metroid. Don't hate the player. Hate the rule maker. I hate you. I don't I don't hate you, Phil. But you, really? You don't like the graphics of Super Metroid? It's fucking... Oh. Ah, choking on my own rage here. I've never met a good Phil. That's crazy. You're entitled to your opinion, but holy fuck. Fair enough. All right, fair enough. I and mean, the thing is, is, like, I've never played Metroid Prime 2, but Metroid Fusion and Super Metroid are both excellent. I don't think there's really... I really don't think there's a wrong answer this week. Zachary Brown said, I would play Echoes since I haven't yet. I'd remake Super Metroid for the fact that I'd love to see this game with better graphics or made with today's controls, and I'd erase Fusion due to the fact of the rules of this cruel game. Well, thank you for playing by the rules. I will say, as much as I love the graphics of Super Metroid, to see it remade in the art style of Metroid Dread would be pretty dope. I'll, I'll give you that. Like, Metroid Dread is my favorite Metroid game. And to see Super Metroid in that art style would be pretty fire. ADD19 says, Play Super Metroid. It's perfect and should have been picked higher in the SNES draft. I'll agree with that. Remake Metroid Fusion because a little more meat on the bone and it would be crazy good. And Erase Prime 2 because 3D gaming is weird and scary to me. And it'll happen to you too. It did. I, I, I read your comment because that joke, that made me laugh. But I did. I also prefer my games in 2D over 3D. 3D is scary. And weird. And it's going to happen to you fucking young kids someday, too. Uh, I looked at the trap, Ray. Said, play Metroid Fusion. While I haven't played it myself, I've heard great things about it, so I'd love to give it a go. Remake Super Metroid. I've tried it multiple times over the years, and I keep dropping it. I'm sure there's a great game there somewhere. I'm just struggling to find it. I know it's a bit of a hot take, but I had to race Metroid Prime 2 because I honestly hate it. In fact, am I allowed to slide the rest of the Prime games in there while we're at it? Go on, Adam, please. 
Hey, you can throw out whatever you want, but you have to deal with the ramifications. I looked at the trap ray. If y'all want, I looked at the trap ray's email. Fucking message me. If you want to erase the entire Metroid Prime trilogy, that's a hot take. You know, although I will say, of the Metroid Prime trilogy, I've only played the original, and I only played about half of the original, and then I dropped it. And it wasn't because it was bad. I just didn't get into it back then, and I never went back. It is gonna be. I. I. You can put it on. Uh, put it in writing. Before the summer is out, we'll have reviewed Metroid Prime here on the show. Because I I own it. I bought it a couple years ago for the GameCube. I'm not. I'm. People keep asking me if I played the re-release. Not until I play the original, which I have sitting here, and it's gonna it's gonna get played. I promise. Uh, Bort looked in it. Wrote, looked in. Wrote in and said. Looked in. Wrote in and said, "Play Fusion remake Super Metroid and Erase Prime 2. I'm playing Fusion right now for the first time on my Switch. Super Metroid should get the remake because it's awesome, and Prime 2 can take the sacrifice as it's part of a trilogy. And first-person shooter Samus isn't quite as sexy as 2D. I agree with pretty well every word you just said there, Bort. Pretty well every word, minus the order you went in. Uh, and Torby Flenderson, why are you the way you are? Wrote in and said, play Super Metroid because it's great as it is. Remake Metroid Fusion because I haven't played it. I don't love handhelds, so I'd give it a try on a version updated for current consoles. And then I'd erase Prime 2 because I love Prime 1, and I'd be happy just replaying it instead. I uh, Well said, Torby Flenderson. I'm actually going to agree with our runner-up on the poll this week. Twenty percent, 27% of you voted the same way I did, including <clears throat> the Green Bastard from Parts Unknown, who wrote in and said, I'll try to do the whole thing in the voice. I don't know if I can. <clears throat> Green Bastard from Parts Unknown said, uh, Very little Metroid experience, but I'd play Super Metroid because who doesn't love those SNES graphics? And recently, I tried it for about five minutes and decided I do want to play it when I had the time for a new game. I'd remake Metroid Fusion because I'm sure that would appease a bunch of the people. And I'd erase Metroid Prime 2 as I had the first Metroid Prime as a kid and I don't remember getting far in that fucking game. I'd actually like to try it again now that I recently bought a GameCube. And should that ever happen, I think I'll be happy enough with completing a game that taught me my childhood. I feel like that, was, that wasn't the Bubbles voice. I feel like that was the old bits and bytes guy. Does anyone remember those old commercials where he's like, uh, this hand, I've got four cheese sticks, three pretzel twists, and two grout garlic circles. Or They were fucking Cheerio. Whatever. Anyway, if you know, you know. If you don't know, look up the bits and bytes commercial. You can't get bored eating bits and bites snacks because your mouth doesn't know till it's all over. Anyways, uh, I <laughs> this has been the worst episode ever. I uh, I agree with the Green Bastard from Parts Unknown. I myself would play Super Metroid because it's just fucking really good. And I would remake Metroid Fusion, and this is the hottest of takes. Considering I've been saying how much I prefer my games in 2D, I actually would remake Metroid Fusion as a first-person shooter. Because I think that would be fucking creepy as shit. Like, with, with Venom Samus chasing you, and it's all in that first... I, that'd be really cool. I would make Metroid Prime Fusion. And then I would erase Metroid Prime 2 because I still have to play Metroid Prime 1. So I don't even know if I like that enough to make play a second one. So there you go. Thank you, everybody that wrote in and listened to my... Normally, my Bubbles impression is on point. I thought that was a terrible impression. Either way, thank you, everybody, for writing in, as always. Uh, I'm going to get to what I've been playing, and then we're going to talk Metroid 2 in just a second after I pause for a drink of water and a quick word from a sponsor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose 
who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a better help therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash remember the game. All right, what have I been playing over the last seven days? I have been playing Advance Wars Reboot Camp. It's really good. I'm really, I never played the Advance Wars back in the GBA days. So this is my first Advance Wars experience. I'm really enjoying it. We're going to review it on Remember the Game in the coming weeks. I'm really enjoying Advance Wars. Uh, I've also been playing Dark Cloud for the PS2, getting ready for an episode of the show. I've also been playing Saturday Night Slam Masters to get ready for an episode of the show. And then I actually, this past weekend when I was in Calgary doing stand-up, I needed something to play on the road. Uh, I picked up WWE 2K23 on my Steam Deck. And I haven't really used my Steam Deck much since I bought it. WWE 2K23 runs fucking awesome on the Steamer. I've been having a blast with it. Well, I'll probably review it on Expansion Pass in another month or so. But uh, I've been really enjoying it. It's a really good video game. That year off for 2K21 is paying massive dividends for the WWE games. Anyway, let's talk Metroid 2. That's why you're here. As always, I like to give my listeners a chance to sound off before my guests and I hog the microphones. So let's rip through a few of your comments. Xstar25 said, Great game, but it often left me wondering, where the fuck am I? I literally agree with every single word of your uh, letter. Xstar25. Goldstar25. I agree with every word of that. Baldo Flores said, This game hits me like a Mack truck of nostalgia driven by a nostalgic Clark Griswold Santa Claus. It was one of my first Game Boy games and the game that made me fall in love with Metroid. I could never beat or really understand Metroid 1, but for some reason I beat this one like three times, plus once on the 3DS and now on the Switch. While the lack of a map makes it painfully outdated these days, the evolution of the Metroid seems super cool. I loved all the new monster designs and for some reason that baby Metroid hits me in the feels. It's actually the most important lore lore point of Metroid for me as Super Infusion happened directly because of the end of Metroid 2. I just absolutely adore this game. Flaws and all. P.S. The Surface Planet Song rocks and even more on heavy metal covers. Actually, we get into the lore of this game. Daniel explains it to me a little bit. So I'll, I'll give it that. Um, it, it, does, it does well with the story. I just... You'll hear what I think in a minute. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle wrote in and said, this was one of the first games I got for my Game Boy and I played it over and over, exploring every inch of that map for secrets. Also, this was a genuinely spooky game for a 10-year-old. The first time the Metroid evolved, I almost shit myself. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug, but this is one of my favorite Game Boy games ever. And I think if you're nostalgic for it, you probably love it. Uh, it sounds like people that are playing it for the first time now... Not as much, but that maybe that's just me. Larry White says, I love this as a kid. If memory serves me correct, it was a lot more linear than the first one, so my kid brain was able to understand it better. I beat it as a youngster, but the best part was saving up points from Kool-Aid packets to get the game for free. I mean, the diabetes from the sugar water that is Kool-Aid was also a bonus. Fuck, I remember those two. I never bought a game with them, but I do remember that. 
Same as the popsicle sticks that had the points in them. Roto Baggins said, maybe my favorite all-time Game Boy game. Definitely a great jumping off point for those new to the Metroidvania. Such a well-balanced story and progression. I don't know if I'd... All right. I mean, I don't know if I'd totally... I'll get into it. I don't know if I'd agree that it's a great jump-off point for... I would recommend Super Metroid over this myself, but that's fair. And Yankee Doodle Randy says, I spent a lot of time going around in circles and wishing for a map. I'm still trying to decide if this game is worth finishing. I understand, Yankee Doodle. I'm going to explain why I feel the same way as you right fucking now. I'm going to queue up some Metroid 2 Return of Samus music. There it is. And when it stops, my buddy Daniel and I are going to talk Metroid 2 Return of Samus, which originally released in North America on the Game Boy in November of 1991. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. All right, so this is take two because uh, Daniel threw a bad word at me to start last time, and I replied with a far badder word, and I don't want to put that on the... I don't mind... So I'll be honest. I threw the... Daniel... Okay, so we're talking Metroid 2, and my guest this week is my friend Daniel. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. How about you? I'm okay. I'm flustered. I'm flattered. I'm, I'm, I'm not flattered. I'm flustered. I'm rattled. When we started recording the last time, I counted it down, three, two, one, and then as soon as I hit record, Daniel said penis, because he's an immature bag of balls. And I thought it was funny, but then I said, now you've messed with my head, you C-word. And I don't mind dropping the C-word on this podcast, but I'm not going to drop it in the first, like, four seconds of the game chat. I got to, if I'm going to drop one of those, I'm going to make it count. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be justified. This It's not justified. I don't think there's anything in Metroid 2... Return of Samus. We'll throw the whole title in there. That justifies a sea bomb. Uh, uh, that one, but we'll get to that. Yeah. That said, I can't. You and I were just talking about this off air. Let's uh, f- forget the small talk. I want to get. I want to get into this. I do you like? You're the biggest Metroid fan I know. So I'm interested in your opinion as a as a as a as a fairly big fan of the old Samus. What do you think of this game? The original. For the record, I think everybody knows by now. We're not talking the remakes or anything. This is the original Game Boy version. Puke green screen, all that, you know, all that jazz. Where do you stand on this, Daniel? Do you like Metroid 2? Uh, I like it. I like it more than the original. Um, but it's definitely not my favorite in the series. It has a lot of things that I like. Uh, and it's definitely a step up from, from the, 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 the first one, but... Uh, overall, I like it. Yeah, do you? I. It has save points. You don't have to remember stupid passwords. It does have save points. It does. Now, for what it's worth, I don't know. I'm assuming you did the same. I played it on the Switch, so I could save state anytime I wanted. But it does yeah. have save points. That said, if you had to rely on just the save points in this game, dude, I this like these save points are pretty few and far between, especially in the second half of the game, unless you know where they are. And if you were to run into a situation with your batteries dying on a Game Boy, I'm not confident that you could get to a save point in a matter of like a minute and save if you had to. Like it is, this map is very unforgiving. It, it, it is unforgiving. It's, I mean, it's it's from the era where you were meant to play a game over and over to learn it. Yeah. You didn't, uh, uh, unless the book came with a a, a a map, I don't think it did. Um, I did. I do have the original cartridge. I didn't. Uh, the first time I played it was on that, and I didn't have a map. Yeah. Uh, 
But uh, I, man, I don't know. I fucking look. I like Samus. I like the Metroid games. Uh, we, you and I reviewed the NES Metroid about a year ago, I think, and uh, it was it was fine. It was obviously pretty archaic. Uh, but it was I, how anyone beats that game without a walkthrough. People wrote in after you and I did that episode and were like, I did it. I don't believe any of you. Maybe you're telling the truth. Maybe you drew it out as children and beat it. But I, I just want to make that abundantly clear for the record. I don't believe you. I don't believe any of you. And quite frankly, I don't know if I believe that anyone beat this one without a map or without a walkthrough. And I know someone's going to write in and say they did. And you can tell me that till the cows come home. I don't think I believe you. I honestly don't know if I like this game. I, I can't, I'm, I'm right. I'm, I like what it's trying to do, but I don't know if I like it. I think it, it kind of irritates me. I can't decide. Uh, we're going to break it down. I just, I'm on the fence, man. I, so let's start with like the concept of it. Cause again, you're, you're more familiar with the Metroid lore than me. So if you want it, yeah. I'm going to give you a chance to tell this. I kind of understand the story, but I'll give you the opportunity to try to explain the story. I do like the premise and what you're trying to do. And what the objective of the game is. But uh, do you understand the story enough to explain it? Or are we just going into the mechanics? Yeah. yeah, No, no, I can give you the rough points. Yeah, do it. I figured you could. Right. Yeah, so this takes place after the second one. Uh, the Galactic Federation says Samus to kill all the Metroids because the people they tend kept dying. Uh, the Metroids are those weird jellyfish things that there's only like five of them in the first game. It's very weird that the series is named after them. To be yeah, there's like none of them in the first one. It's weird, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so this is, a, she goes to the home planet and her goal is to kill them. Uh, somehow she has an exact count of, uh, how many of them there are. Uh, and yeah, you just go through and, uh, turns out that on their home world, they can evolve to bigger and stronger forms as opposed to just a little jellyfish thing. And as she, uh, she kills them more and more and more of the planet is revealed. And, uh, eventually she kills the queen and then finds a baby egg. And that's the baby Metroid from Super Metroid. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. pretty rad. All right. Yeah. Um. Now, let me say, like, before I get into whether or not I like this game and explain why I'm not sure I like this game, I just want to make sure I, I put my cards on the table. I grew up in the Game Boy era. I'm fully aware of, the, you know, the Game Boy has limitations. If I played Super Mario Land for the first time in 2023, I'd be like, I don't know, uh, that's okay. Like, I don't know if that's that. It's not that good. It's okay. So I understand that we're talking a Game Boy game and it's got pretty severe limitation i understand that i just i like okay i love the idea that you go into these areas and there's a little countdown clock thingy in the corner telling you like hey there's i, I think it starts at like 39 or whatever right something like that yeah, yeah yeah it tells you there's like 39 metroids to to fucking go through here and, and hunt and uh and i like that concept and i like that you're going around this map and it's you are it is you're like an assassin in this one like, there's no one big baddie you're trying to stop. You are just an assassin, and you're sent into this place to just, like, wipe out this species. And that's cool, and I like that concept. I just... Man, this fucking... I tried so hard to play this without looking up a map, and then I got to the point where I was like, I'm not even having fun. Like, I need to look up a map, or this is going to suck. And I like to get... I think I lasted about a half hour before I ended up looking up a map. Right. And once I concede that I need to look up a map, it's like, okay, fair enough. I had to look up a map. But, and I understand that like, if you and I, you know, you and I are about the same age. If we, if I'd had this game when I was like eight years old, 
it would have been like, I don't care if it takes me 80 hours. I would, you know, you all have heard me rant about Kirby's Dreamland and about how I bought that for my Game Boy and beat it the night I brought it home and it broke my heart. It would have been great that I got 80 hours out of this game because I had to fucking walk around and look every nook and cranny and draw out a map. And that's probably the only way you could beat it would be to draw out a map on a piece of paper. I, I understand that. But like the amount of times before I looked up a map and looked up a walkthrough where I was just walking around like a complete dumbass. And then once you clear all the Metroids out of a section, then it does the little shaking thing and then like lava drops or whatever the fuck it is and it opens up the path to the next section. It's a clever system for the Game Boy because it keeps things tight. It's not like a traditional Metroid where you'll pick up, you know, the the fucking chain gun or something and you use that to access new areas. Once you hunt all the Metroids, then it opens up the new area. I believe that's how it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I... Uh, fair enough. I can get on board with that. But my first major criticism of this, and even if I played this as a kid, I think, uh, instead of telling me there's 39 Metroids or whatever the fuck are left, tell me how many are left in the area that I'm in. And like, how many do I need to kill to make this lava drop to go into the next area? And, and even then, like, I got through the first area, and then I couldn't figure out where the fuck to go to get into the next area. And then I finally realized that the lava was dropping. But I didn't realize it, that, or whatever the fuck that water is. I didn't realize it had dropped at first. And I just... I know I'm going around in circles. I just, I really... I honestly don't know if I had that much fun playing this one. I don't. I don't know. I found the map... What about... Did you... I find the map... I found the map very frustrating, very big and empty... And it all looked very much the same. There was nothing. I understand they had, you know, graphical limitations on the Game Boy, but I found it very, very the same and very repetitive. And I was lost all the time. Did you? You said you looked up a map fairly early, but like, am I? I'm just curious. Like, and feel free to disagree. I want to know. Like, did you feel that way? I, I was just lost a lot playing this game. Uh, it, it did, but like having a big area where you're slowly going through is kind of a staple of Metroid. It's it's meant to be the, at least especially in the, the earlier ones where she moved a bit slower. She wasn't the, the speedy ninja that she is in Dread and, uh, sure. And what? Like she's, she's, you know, a lot slower and, and stockier. So it, it, it works for the setting. It does lose a bit where, because they couldn't quite get the music. Like even the original Nintendo one had the music that really made that, that sort of setting work. And this one, it was close, but it wasn't quite the same. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, I've seen some people praise the music. I ended up turning the music off. I, it just started yeah. to get under my skin. Yeah, for, for a Metroid game, this one definitely. And again, I mean, that's a limitation of the hardware. I'm not going to get mad at it. 100%. For it, but. Yeah, 100%. And I want to make sure I make this clear, too. Yeah, like, when I'm saying, like, I can't tell what area is what area. Like, I get it's a Game Boy. They can't exactly make the areas blue and red and green or fucking anything like that. I, I get it. You know, they're 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 working with limitations. But I just... I don't know. I, I love the. I love this. I really got to play this remaster, this remake. Have you played it? I have played the remake. I assume yeah. it's spectacular because I this game with better graphics and better controls and maybe a map or something would be fucking excellent. Yeah. So the the remake is basically Dread Light. It's the studio that made Dread. Uh, so it has a lot of the same mechanics. She has the speedy thing. It has a map. Okay. Uh, it has it has a few issues of its own, but. But yeah, it's it would definitely be more up your style. I think. Yeah, I think that sounds awesome. Like I want to and like listen for all those of you that love this game. Like, there's some shit I really want to praise. This isn't going to be all just poo pooing or anything. Um, I, I really do. I, I'll say like this. I'll. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but like I would argue this is up there with like Link's Awakening for one of the more ambitious Game Boy games I've ever played. 
Like it is oh, a uh, it, it's a big game on a Game Boy, man. Yeah. No, it's it it shot for the stars and it may not have quite made it, but it it did pretty good. Yeah. I think, for what it was to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, most problems are based on the limitations of the system, and uh, and some carryover. Like it didn't have a map, but the original uh, Metroid didn't have a map either. Yeah. Um. So. This is very much an in-between step, I think, between the Nintendo one and Super Metroid. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I like the map, man, a fucking map would have been a godsend. Yeah. Um and I and I wanna just I'll be honest, I uh I I I didn't find it to be a problem because I played it on the Switch and I could save state, but uh I think there should have been more save points. Or I frankly, I'll be honest with you, man, I think I would have preferred a password system. To this, I I think the save points are just way too spread out, especially toward the end of this game when you need to fight like those four fucking, and we'll get into that. But like the four Omega Metroids or whatever the fuck it is, and and it's either fight them all in one run or it is like a fucking ten minute hike back to reload, uh, with yeah. no saving. I thought that was I frankly I thought it was a terrible design. I think there should have been I would have doubled the amount of save points in this game, especially for a Game Boy game. What if you end up going into an area where you can't see the screen or what if your batteries are dying or something and, and a save point is, is fucking 15 minutes away. If you know the map type thing, or if you don't know the map, pardon me. Um, I think that's maybe my biggest complaint about it was that I, uh, I, I like some of the powers that you get in this one. I love the ball and that like sticks to the wall and the jumping and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I so sad that they didn't have that in Super Metroid. That was always one of my big complaints. The stick to the wall ball. Yeah, the fact. Well, it, well, in, in Super Metroid, I'm like, I can see where I need to get the ball, but either spend an hour trying to do the ball, the, the little uh, bomb jumps. Yeah. Or eventually, uh, you either have to pass it up. Whereas this one, I love that you had the spider ball and you could stick to the walls and things. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the ball. So, like, if you've not played this one, like everybody that's played a Metroid game, you know that Samus can get into like her little her little cannonball uh, and you can poop the little bombs and you can use them to do the bouncing and stuff. But then you can also jump while you're in ball form. And then pretty early on. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's called like that spider ball. And I think she even looks cool. Like I think that's very uh, clever. The graphic thing, how you go from like the glowing green ball to like the one that's like full of that dark green, black, whatever in it. And then you can like, dude, as long as, as long as no enemies hit you and you don't touch like a spike or something, you can stick the wall for the rest of the game. Like there's no timer on it. And, yeah. uh, I was a big, big fan of that mechanic. I, I fucking love that mechanic. Um, I gotta ask you, did you, I, maybe I just suck, bro. Did you struggle with the double jump as much as I did? Yep. Okay. Yeah, no, it definitely, uh, Definitely, a, a, a takes a lot of tries to get the hang of it, and then it same as the first Metroid. It had a lot of points where, it, you know, you didn't quite get the jump in the right direction, and then you fall all the way down. And this one has a lot of areas where you fall down a fuck ton, dude. You yes, get back, and back up. That's my maybe my big. I'm fucking makes you feel better that you were there too. Fucking drove me. Yeah. If you've not played it, eventually you unlock like space jump or something, and then when you jump. If you can make her, like, if you just jump straight up or down, she doesn't go into, like, a flip uh, animation. But if you go to the left or right, she goes into, like, her flip animation. And then right as she starts to come down, if you hit jump again, she'll double jump. And you can 
you can jump for the rest of eternity if you get the timing down. But the timing is just inconsistent. And you're right. There's, there must be half a dozen fucking segments of this game where you need to climb and climb and climb and climb and climb. And it fucking always happens. You're like one jump away from making that fucking final jump. And then you miss your double jump and fall all the way back to the fucking bottom and have to start over again. I almost rage quitted at one point because I, uh, I was falling so many times. What's that? I said I had to rage quit for, for a few hours a few times after that. Oh, it was so when, infuriating. When doing it two or three times in a row, it's just, yeah, it's, it's uh, all right, I need to take a break before yeah. I throw this through a wall. Like, it, it helps once you get the screw attack because then at least if an enemy, you know, enemies aren't hurting you and stuff. Plus, screw attack is just, anyone that doesn't think screw attack is easily like a top five all-time ability in gaming is crazy. Like, the screw attack is fucking... Like, that's Samus' yeah. power star. It's so powerful. I fucking love it. But that those fucking jumps... Fuck me, those jumps made me fuck... Oh, they made me fucking insane. Um, yeah. I, I also... Uh, I One of my big complaints about the NES Metroid was that you could get, like, the ice beam or the wave beam or whatever the fuck they were called, but you couldn't have them all at once. You had to go get one, and then the only way to swap your weapon to another weapon was to go find another weapon somewhere and pick it up. And yeah. this one was the same thing, and it didn't bother me until the very end of the game when I went to fight the final, the Queen Metroid, I think it was called. Um, or no, there was some, there's some, maybe it was the queen Metroid. There's some part where you need ice beam. Oh, it's when you're trying to get to the queen Metroid and yeah, those you go through it because you get, uh, the little counter, it goes from one and then it pops up to six because it's like five new Metroids were born. Yeah. When, right. As and you get to the, yeah. Ice beam to kill the larva. Yeah. There's like, you can freeze them and hit them with missiles. Otherwise you can't kill them. Yeah. There's one Metroid left and then you get there and then all of a sudden, yeah, the counter springs back up and you have to kill all these little jellyfish fucking metroid but yeah like i was i was getting just wrecked by them and i'm like why in the fuck can i not stop these two or stop these things and then finally i look up the walkthrough and it's like oh you have to get the ice beam and freeze them and then you can kill them with missiles but there's no way to fucking know that and then i have to go hiking back and try to find the fucking ice beam somewhere and I just, I listen, to a limited extent, I can look past the lack of a map and I can look to the save points. It's the Game Boy. It's limited hardware. I don't give a fuck. You could have given me the ability to swap between the various weapons instead of having to hike yeah. back and pick them up, especially if you're going to make one mandatory. Fuck you. I hated that. I I don't know. I'm, I don't know if it bothered no, you as much as it bothered me. Fucking pissed me off. No. It's annoying, and again, because Super Metroid was the first one I played, where all your weapons do stack, it, it was so hard to go back to where they when they didn't. Yeah, dude, same. Super Metroid's my first Metroid, and I'm trying to be fair to this game. I just, it's, it's fucking, it was hard, man. It's hard to go back to this now, and I don't know. I, I guess at the end of the day, like. I want to get more into some of the positives and stuff. I don't want to sit here and poo-poo on it. But I guess at the end of the day, I just like, when I was done playing it, I was like, I just, I just didn't have very much fun. Like, I just didn't, I, I just didn't, I just didn't enjoy this game. I love the, the system behind it, but I just found, I found the map annoying. I found the controls annoying. Uh, and I, I just, I found it, there was a lot of empty space 
that I just found very like, dude, the, like there's so much just like empty hiking and climbing up and down these giant fucking towers and shit that I just, I, I don't know. I, is that just me? I just found it bore. I found it very empty, very boring. I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't because like I look at it, you know, it, uh, the series was heavily inspired by the first alien movie. So it's the, the quiet and the, the, the stalking and the waiting and that, that was fine for me, but I can definitely see how you'd feel that way. And I definitely, uh, wouldn't fault you for that. No, like I just, I just wanted a few more enemies. Like there was just a lot of time where I felt like it felt like there was a good, like 15, 20 seconds where you'd be going like 45 degrees down and then 45 degrees down the other way. And then 45 degrees down the other way, then across a plane where there's two or three enemies, then 45 degrees up, then 45 degrees up the other way, then 45 degrees up the other way. And there's just nothing attacking me. I'm just climbing or they are attacking me, but I have so much health that it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, you know? And anyway, I, I want to get into some positives. I don't want to, cause listen, there's some shit about this game that I think is, frankly kind of brilliant and i and i want to get into more of that i just i had to get it off my chest because i've been waiting like two weeks to record this episode uh there was some shit on this game that really fucking pissed me off before we take a quick break and then get into the positives i want to i want to i want to finish the negatives so you and i can just have some fun and be happy to wrap this up uh is there anything else about this game you didn't like that we haven't covered yet uh, there were a couple things. Some of the later versions of the of the Metroid, I think it's the uh, the Gamma one in particular, yeah. had a lot. One just bullet sponges, which well missile sponges, I guess in this case. Yeah. Uh, and so frequently they'd hit you and they would knock you back out of the screen, so you'd have to go back and they'd be back at full life. Yeah. Uh, and so, and that that happened a bunch, or you'd get pen, uh, pinned in a corner and then and take a beating. Uh, and there's, there's lots where you can't really avoid the creature. You just have to spam attacks and hope it doesn't hit you. Yeah. Especially those, those, those gamma ones or whatever the fuck ones you, the, I know which ones you're talking about. Like the, the third of the four tiers or whatever, if you count the queen one. Um, and you had to hit them like, you know, kind of a specific spot, like their back or their head or something with the missile. Like I had to turn the sound on because I couldn't tell if I was hurting them or not. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they they were they were cheap. There's no, there's no hit like when you hit uh, hit the guy enemies in this game. There's no that they don't do a bounce back. They don't flash or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah, you get the sound effect, but if you have the sound turned down, then, yeah, you know. And it is, and like and to be fair, the fucking bosses in the NES one were pretty cheap too. Like that they oh, just yeah. they just run into you, and it's. Yeah. Fucking crap. But then I will say I found a few of those where I would get to a corner and sometimes they would just like, I don't know if the game was glitching or if I was doing something right or what, but they, they would kind of just sit in front of me and they wouldn't move for a good like 30 seconds and I would just un-fucking unload on them. And yep. it was, oh, yeah. It was satisfying. Yeah, but happened, okay, I'm okay with the with this setup. But yeah. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. I agree with that. Of, um. Was there something else you wanted to... You said there was a couple of things. Was there something else that bothered you? Uh, that, fuck, I had something. You know, we were talking about this for a week uh, while we were getting ready to record. And I, I had know. something else. But I'm <laughs> on. Uh, the lack of a map annoyed me. The the not stacking weapons is a bit frustrating. Uh, I, I, I got to say, dude, that... I, I'm sorry to go back to it, but that not stacking weapons thing is fucking ridiculous. I didn't like it in yeah. the NES one, and I think it's even stupider in this one. If I need these yeah. fucking weapons, let me, once I find it, why, why can I pick up double jump and pick up the the spider ball and pick up the screw attack 
and pick up the better armor and pick up all the shit and have it. But why do I have to go back and find the weapons? I'm sorry, but that's, I just think that's a fucking horrendous design. I, yeah. Maybe the thing that bothered me the most in the whole game was having to go back oh, and find the like, weapons. Where you could pa- you know, pause it and switch weapons, like, like Mega Man. Yes, something. I just thought it was obnoxious, especially to require it near the end of the game. And I understand it was easy to fucking go back and get it there, but without a map, it wouldn't have been. I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought it was stupid. Terrible, terrible design. But it's not all, listen, it's not all doom and gloom. There's some shit about this game that I think is fucking awesome. And y'all know how it works, right? We get the bad out of the way, then we take a quick break. Then we come back and we talk happy stuff. So let's take a quick break. We'll see what the sponsors have to say. Hopefully it's something happy. And then we'll talk about the good stuff in Metroid, uh, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, whatever. Here's the break. Here's the thing. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, Crash Plan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. Crash Plan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a Crash Plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, Daniel, let's get happy. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, I'll throw the ball to you first. What's something you like about this game? Okay. One of the things I like, and you touched on it earlier, was, was the graphics. They've worked around some of the limitations. In the first Metroid, when you get the upgraded suit, for example, it just changed color. Mm-hmm. This one, like you brought in the iconic shoulder pad. There was a lot more detail uh, work done in simple things. Like even uh, when you get the uh, the upgraded um, morph ball there, it, it changed. Like they really put in a lot of detail into the graphics, which is impressive when you're working on such a small screen. Agreed. Uh, but as some of those later versions of Metroids are cheap as fuck, they look cool. Yeah, I and agree. they like they all have the distinctive. You can kind of see like where where how they evolved, uh, and and seeing like the little like shed off skins and things was also kind of cool. Yeah, dude. I yeah, I think that uh, I was a little irritated at the. I I didn't think they. I in my opinion, they didn't di- differentiate very well between one area and another area. 
but so no. that's why I was getting myself confused on where I was going. But I do want to say with I agree with you. I think the sprites, the the enemy sprites are good. I think Samus looks fucking spectacular. Like she, they did a great job with her. I think she's just the right size. I saw some people say that she was a little too big for that for the screen. Uh, I disagree. I thought she was the exact. I think if she had been too much smaller, it would have. It wouldn't have. There was no need. Frankly, maybe if you'd put more enemies in the game, you could have made her a little bit smaller and it would have fit. But I, I actually thought she was the perfect size, and I agree with you 100% on the Metroids. They look fucking awesome. And it's so easy to tell when you come across like a, a an Alpha Metroid versus like an Omega Metroid and the difference in the sprites and how big they are and how badass they look. And like you said, the way they kind of grow when you find them and stuff. Uh, I, I loved that. I 11 and, – and you know another thing, dude? I felt like no slowdown. No, uh, you know, and, and I know you played on the Switch when I, the most recent time I played it was on the Switch, but even in the original, it was like that as well. There was, you know, you very little snow, and I think that might have been why there wasn't so many enemies. Almost 100%, it's, yeah. Down. Uh, same thing, why there was such big, big spaces, is to kind of let the game keep up with itself. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't have the slowdown. It didn't even have that old school flicker. No, it ran, it ran beautifully. And, uh, and you're right. And, and before everyone writes in and yells at me, I'm fully aware that if you put more enemies on the screen, it takes more horsepower to run those enemies. It probably starts to flicker and slow down and stuff. I, It's Nintendo. I refuse to believe they couldn't have found a balancing act. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, outstanding to look at. Really nice, to, really easy. The one part that actually irritated me is there's one little part where you go down this, um, like, a hole, and it's, like, pitch black. Um, did you get to that part? And then there's, I don't remember what's up there. Just like some missiles or something and you can climb up and get them. And, uh, it fucking took, it must've taken me 10 minutes to fucking get in, get in and out of this little cavern. That was pitch black. Yeah. I don't know if you found that or not, but I got stuck in there fucking forever. Uh, I think so. I was pretty sure I found all the, uh, the, the upgrades. Yeah. Then you probably did. It was just like one little part. You go down this cave and then it's all you can see is Samus. Like the screen is just pitch black. And you're trying to yeah. figure out how to get through that. I guess stuck in there, but for the most part, I think it looks good. And I want to say, I think going back to the the positive stuff that we were talking about right off the top, I really do like the concept that you fucking go to this planet and your only job is to just like go through these caverns underground and just hunt down these fucking Metroids and take them out. And uh, you mentioned it a little bit a second ago. The the fucking coolest thing in this entire game is when you're getting close to when you'd fight a, a Metroid, you see the broken capsule or whatever it is, the egg or whatever. I don't know what the fuck those are. Um, uh, it's the shed off. Yeah, it's the shed off skin. They yeah, the yeah. Larvas go, and then they shed off the skin at the... Uh, oh, the, you're right. The, yeah, the, yeah. pardon me. You're right. The skin, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, and if, if there's two of them around, you'll see two of these fucking things. And, it's, and, it's, yeah. and you don't see any enemies at all. The, it, or any Metroids at all. You just, you're like, okay, if these are here, then they're close. Like one is close. Two are close. And, um, I, and a nice thing is anytime you see one of those cocoons, there won't be, there's all, there's not any creatures around because that's what the Metroids would have fed on. Exactly. It's, it's just, yeah. it's just a, it's a ghost town. And then you got to figure out which way to go and find them. And then eventually you find them, you hear the battle cry and then, and then you fight. I mean, yeah. like, and the fights were a little bit like, I will I will say not to get back to negative. I'm trying to stay on the positive. I thought I thought the fights against them were just a little uninspired. Like it was you mentioned it before the break there wasn't a lot of strategy but like it's you can't even use your gun like it's just the missiles. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, Metroid, yeah, they're all, and aside from the larva, there's not even any, any trick to it, like, it's, the larvas you have to freeze first, but all the other ones, it's just missile, 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 yeah. missile, missile. Yeah. Uh, that, that, which make finding those missile upgrades so very necessary in this game. Oh, bro, you'd be, I don't know about you, but fighting the Queen Metroid, uh, I, I died like five times just because I ran out of missiles. And yeah. if you run out of missiles, that you're fucked. You have no, yeah. there's no. This one have the charge being that, you know, a charge shot is as good as a missile. It's just harder to pull off. It, yeah, you, you're it's missile or nothing. Yeah, which I found just frustrating. I mean, to get back to negative, but I did find that frustrating. But I, by far, I think, I think the, the graphics are great. I think it controls fairly well, minus that double jump that I found very difficult to do, but maybe I just suck. Um, a lot more problems than the first one. It was also a problem in the first one. It's like, dude, as much... Listen, I've not played Super Metroid in a few years. I seem to remember the wall jump in Super Metroid being a bit... Takes a little bit of practice. Yeah, yeah the wall jump was the pain in, was the pain in the ass in, uh, in Super. Uh, the dump, like the space jump was a little bit better in, in Super than this one. Like I said, this one's... Especially control-wise on a lot of things, it's definitely like kind of right in the middle between the Nintendo one and the Super Metroid. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it's... A, definitely an upwards progression, but they weren't quite there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, playing some of the later ones, there's definitely issues with the controls in Super Metroid. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and I want to call back to something you said. Now that I've seen Alien, and I understand that reference because I see that movie <laughs> now, uh, I, I will say, especially for a Game Boy game, while I do think it's a little bit empty and shit at times, it really does a good job of of making you feel like it it never feels like like you are on I think you're underground or in this planet or river the whole time. Like it's like going yeah. into like a like going into like a an ant colony, but for Metroids. And it really does a good job of almost feeling claustrophobic at times. Like you're so packed in. Then you get into like a big open area, and that's where I end up getting pissed off because I try to do the double jump to climb up the wall and I end up falling down and having to do it all over again. But like when you're in the narrow hallways and you're, it, it does feel like you're digging yourself into like this deeper, darker, scarier fucking pit, the further down you go. And especially like you said, when you come across the skin and you know, a Metroid is around somewhere, it, it does a good, it, it like it's, let's call a spade a spade. It's a fucking game boy game. It's the, the graphics aren't scary, but it does, it does ratchet up the tension a little bit. And while I think there should be more save points, if I was playing this on a original Game Boy and I knew that I hadn't saved in like 15 minutes and then I came across some Metroid, and I, that, like the, the skin, and I know that there's one around somewhere, th- that, would, that would get my heart pounding a little bit. Like that's, that'd be, a, that's, I think they, I don't know if the execution was necessarily flawless, but I, I absolutely see and respect what they were trying to do with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, the Metroid games, especially the early ones, were really good for that, that you know, that heightened tension. And I think it, it played well, like with her being a slower character and not the speedy Samus that we know now. Like it was definitely, definitely worked for setting that atmosphere. And it's, it's a shame that the music wasn't quite there. Yeah. But you know, I mean, that's. I guess the Game Boy so much yeah but yeah and i think like i guess the point i want to make to it or make about it i i suppose is is like super mario land is is fine for what it is but it very much just plays like a game boy mario and whereas link's awakening i look at link's awakening and like 
I put Link's Awakening, maybe not on par with Link to the Past, but I'm like, Link's Awakening is not a mailed in, cashed in, we just put Zelda on a Game Boy so we could sell, you know, 20 million more fucking copies of it. Like, it's a good game. And I play this one, and while I'm honestly not even sure how much I like it, I, I give a tip of my cap to Nintendo because they could have basically just ported the NES one over and been fine and it probably would have sold and it would have been great but they they did write an original story they came up with a, a whole original fucking uh system of going around and hunting down like it even shows you the number of fucking metroids you have left to hunt and that they went out of their way to do that and to put in the little touches like the skin and you know that they're around somewhere the i would you know i i don't this sounds like a hot to me this game looks better than the nes one Oh, by far. On the Game Boy. Like, that's... Yeah. That's admirable. Like, I'll give Nintendo credit for that. Like, they... This is not a cheap cash-in Game Boy game. Whether I like it or not, I see the effort they put into it. You know? And I... I'll always give credit to that. Like, I... I'm playing it, I'm like, this is an incredibly ambitious game for a Game Boy game. The size of it, the graphics of it, what it's trying to do with the hunting down these Metroids and everything... I I res- I may not like this game that much, but I respect it if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, I good for them. They fuck. They tried. They fuck. They tried. I will say. Uh, oh, you know, actually, know another thing I found frustrating was in the NES. So, and uh, <laughs> okay, so here's the problem: when you and I reviewed the NES one, I bitched about how if you ran out of health, you'd have to go find enemies and just sit there for five minutes and fucking grind. To get enough health to fill up your your health. Yeah, good luck with that in this one. Right. In this one, you can't really do that. And there's these like glowing balls kind of like throughout the game that if you find one, you just sit on it for a minute and it fills up all your health. Or it fills up all your missiles if you find one of the missile refill stations. I like that system better than grinding to fill up your health. But I hate how rare those healing orbs are. Like... Like half of them are hidden. Like, so you... You, know, you got to find them or you got to, you know, you got to go to the spider ball from two screens over and, and traverse around to get to it. And yeah, it's, it's cool there, but I, I like that system better than the NES one where it's just a nonstop fucking grind to fill up your health. I just wish, yeah, yeah maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm making the game too easy by doing this, but like, I think you should have been able to refill your health and your missiles at save points. Yeah, if there had, if you'd been able to refill your health and your missiles and save points, and there'd been a few more save points, I'd probably give this game an extra two points. And I'm not trying to. You all know I like my game stuff. I'm not trying to be a bitch and make it like make it too easy, it's too hard, make it easy. But like, I'm trying to think of how I would have felt playing this as a kid. And like, I'm playing and I've made this progress and I found a couple of Metroids and I've taken them out and I beat up. And all I want to do is just save so I can shut it off and go to bed before mom takes it away. And there's just nothing anywhere. And then that fucking final part where you need to go through and fight those four Omegas without being able to heal or anything, unless you hike all the way back, that's fucking vicious. That that yeah. is fucking vicious. But I, I yeah. there must there there must have been a uh, you know let's put a refill here. We'll, just, we'll figure out where later, and this never got back to it. Maybe, or maybe their thought process was like again, if you'd had this as a kid. Uh, fuck. Anyone that played this game religiously on their Game Boy as a kid, I I would fucking bet anything I've got. They got their money's worth, like hours to dollars. Boy, you fucking got your money's worth. Um, I, 
I, w- I wanted to say too, if we're, if we're talking about nice things, I meant to say this earlier, we were talking about the graphics. I think the Queen Metroid looks awesome. I think that fight sucks, but I think the Queen Metroid looks fucking awesome. Agreed on both points. Like the giant body with the head on the giant neck that's coming out at you. It was just yeah. that you need to, you literally, dude, I don't know how many missiles you need to fucking shoot her with. It's over a hundred. Yeah. And no, I, like, oh my God, there I was, don't, fuck. I don't like the bosses to begin with. And that is, that has got to be one of the most egregious cases. Oh, it was just brutal. Cause like, if you ran out of missiles, doesn't matter, dude, maybe she didn't even touch you, which is impossible. There's nobody's beating this without getting touched, but let's just say she didn't touch you and you still have full health, but you ran out of missiles like TS, it, even if like. Dude, if they should if you could use your screw attack to destroy her projectiles and then maybe they drop missiles. Like something to make it so that I don't have to just start over and fucking I would load a save state, but again, if you're playing this on Game Boy, turn your fucking Game Boy off, turn your Game Boy back on, fucking go back to where you were, get all the way through. I don't I'm going to look this up before I say it. I don't think could you save after you fought all the Metroid larvas before you fought the queen? Uh, I think you have to backtrack, but I think you can. Um, I think you're right. Cause there was that little path out of like the final chamber where you could go down and, and you yeah. heal up. But because like, yeah, again, like as a kid, I'm like, as an adult with my save states, I'm like, whatever, I'm just loading my save state. I'm going back in. But like, if I'd been playing this as a kid and every time I fucking die or I'm not even dying, I'm running out of missiles. Now I need to hike all the way back. Ah, fuck. It's a good concept. It's just, I, I think it's a flawed execution. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And, and I think, and they definitely learn from it. Cause on almost every boss that you fight in, in super and beyond, they all have some attack where that, that lets you, uh, uh, you know, where they're spitting out the spores with the plant guy or, or rocks that fall and you can shoot them to get more missiles or, and health and things. Yeah. It's definitely something to learn, but man, I got to say now that I'm thinking about it, like I've only played, I think I've only, I've played, I've played Metroid on the NES, Metroid two on the game boy, super Metroid, Metroid fusion and Metroid dread. And yeah, I, five main ones. yeah, I think those are the only ones I've played through to completion. And with the possible exception of I, I might put the NES one ahead of the Game Boy one. I can't decide. It's really remarkable. Like, Super Mario World will always be my favorite Mario game. And Link to the Past is always going to be my favorite Zelda game. But Metroid, I, I think every one that I've played that's further ahead that like came out, like, playing them chronologic, chronologically? Is that, or no, the release order, not chronologically. Uh, every time they release a new one, I feel like they improved on the previous one. Like, and I think that's something that can be said about this. Like, you said it. Like, they, they took the faults of the NES one and the Game Boy one, and they improved on them in Super Metroid. I think that Metroid Fusion improved on the formula from Super Metroid. I think Metroid Dread improved on the formula from all of them. Like, they, there's a great blueprint here. I love these games. There's a great blueprint. I love Metroidvanias. I like what they're trying to do. I just think the, the, are these the only two that came out before Super Metroid? Probably. Uh, yeah. 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 I think these are the only two I've played that I don't know if I love are the NES and Game Boy one. And I feel like Super Metroid was where they really, that was where it clicked uh, and everything fit. I, I know we're just kind of going around in circles. It's just, there's parts of this game I really like, but the faults in my opinion, just offset it to the point where I, I, at times I just found it to be more of a slog than something fun. 
Like I was saved right before the part where you go through the final Omega Metroids and then fight the queen. And it took me like three days to go back and do it. Cause I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just don't want to play it anymore. And I don't know. I just, you said you rage quit a couple of times. I rage quit a few times where I was like, I'm just not, I don't know. I'm ready to wrap it up. I don't want to keep dunking on it. I know people love it. I just, I got to say, man, I, I just, I don't know if I, I just, I don't think I liked it. I don't think I liked it. I like what it's trying to do, but I don't think I liked it. No, yeah. that's fair. Anyway. Can't, can't get, mad, get mad at you for that. Well, they will. But some, I'm sure somebody will, but that's okay. I, I respect what it tried to do. I just think it's, uh, I don't know, man. You know, there's some NES and Game Boy games that you can go back and play, and you're like, I see the warts, but they hold up. And then there's others where I'm like, I see the warts, and I just don't think this is, this plays that well in 2023. And I think this falls into that category, personally. I, I, I like this game. I like what it did. I don't, if you didn't play it as a kid, I don't feel like there's a good reason back. The only, like, reason to look at this game this is what introduced the baby Metroid that, you know, is the whole plot point in Super Metroid and, and you know, leading to that uh, where it sacrifices itself for Samus against Mother Brain and like, baby Metroid is awesome. Right. Yeah, like if you're, a, then, if, if you're a completionist, I think it's worth playing. But if it's not, like I – and I think you and I said the same thing on the – like I don't know about you, dude, but like if I was to do – if I decided someday I was going to do a replay of all the Metroid games, I, I just have to be honest. Like I don't imagine I'll play the NES one or this one ever again. Like no. I, would, I would start at Super Metroid, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely there's there's games I want to play more than replay. Like as much as I like this one, which is definitely more than you, there's definitely games that I'd probably be playing for. Yeah. Playing more. Now that said, I and I cannot stress this enough. I mark my words. I don't know when it'll happen. I am going to play that remake. Like I because I love the concept of being alone on this fucking planet or whatever and just going through hunting metroids i what metroid 2 tried to do sounds fucking awesome i just want it executed better which i assume is exactly what the remake would be um Pretty, yeah 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 it's definitely got a reskin remake they they definitely improved a lot it controls better uh you know it has a lot of the 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 feedback from fusion and super and things yeah and like I had so many people telling me, just play the remake. And I'm like, well, that's not what won the Patreon poll. I'm fucking, I can't just tell you. Well, I'm like, no, I'm just going to play the remake. Fuck this. Like, it, And it's it, it's same like playing the, the Nintendo one and Metroid and Zero Mission. It's, they're, they're, it's not a coat of paint on the game. Like, they're remakes from the ground up. It's yeah. just, you know. And I don't know about you, but like, Maybe not every remake, but most remakes, I feel like to to fully appreciate a remake, you need to play the original one. Agreed. Like otherwise, you're just playing a game. But if you if you played the original first, then you you can see what's been improved and what's been changed. And to me, that's how you get the full experience. So anyway, yeah, um, and, and you, you 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 don't get the appreciation as much. Like you could play um, Samus Returns with the the remake without playing this one totally and it'd be fun it would fill in that part of the story aside from the fact that it would be weird having the game where samus is notably improved control wise and then going back to super metroid yeah yeah but, I agree. you know i can get that but it just i'm just looking now yeah yeah, yeah it's good all right let's score this thing i know i'm gonna get some hate for this but I, I'm, I'm gonna score it uh so, okay, I thought it was 39, but according to Wikipedia, it's 47 Metroids. Maybe that includes yeah. the ones that spawn near the end. I don't know. 
it, it, it must plus yeah. the plus the baby, I suppose. But. Right. So let's score it out of forty-seven. So uh, I want to. I want this to get spicy. I want to see where we are different on this scale. Daniel, I always give the guest the floor. Out of forty-seven, what are you going to score? Metroid Two: Return of Samus for the Game Boy. I think I'm going to give it about a thirty-nine Metroids. Like I, I like it. I love some of the things improved. I, I you know, Samus is. Like big round shoulders are iconic on the various suit, and that's where this came from. The graphics were were fine tuned to far better than the needed for their Game Boy. Uh, the atmosphere is still there, even with the diminished music. Um, but it's definitely got a lot of lot of issues. Yeah. What's forty seven? So a pass would be twenty three and a half. I'm gonna give it like. I'm so confl- I'm like I'm ready to give it like 25, and then I'm like, it is a Game Boy game, and I gotta remember that that like it would have been better in '92 than it is. Like it's 30 years old, and I, I'll fuck. I'll give it like a give it like a 30 out of 47. I'd give it like a six out of 10. It, it's it's fine. I I like the idea of it more than I like playing it. Yeah, that's fair. It's like it's like Daniel. It's like some porn. It's. I think I wa- I like watching and and thinking about it more than I think I would enjoy actually experiencing it. That's what Metroid Two: Return of Samus is. It's weird porn. That's how I, I feel mean, about uh, this. Go to an image church and you'll you'll certainly see that. But. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's stuff where I'm like, I enjoy watching this very much, but I don't think this would be a pleasurable experience in reality. And that's kind of how I felt with this. This is my, this is, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'll give it a, I'll give it a 30. I'll give it a 30. It's fine. Uh, now I'll right. ask you just before we wrap this up and I'll let you get on with your life here. This was like the, 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 the Patreon poll where this game won to get an episode of the show was an absolute nail biter. And it was a survivor poll. And the final three games were Wario Land 3, Pokemon Trading Card Game, and this. Have you played Wario Land 3 or Pokemon Trading Card Game? I have not. Well, there. Um, well, that ruins the entire conversation. <laughs> I was just curious. I just wanted to be like, I, I'm, I, I'm not upset that this won. I, I, I said that when the poll was running. I was totally fine with any of those three games. I'm very, I'm very intrigued to play the other two now and see how they stack up against this one. And I, before everyone's like, oh my god, Pokemon trading card game episode incoming. I have no idea when I'm going to get around to playing them. I'm just saying I would like to try them at some point. And yeah. see how they stack up. Um, probably episode one thousand. There. Probably what? I said, I said you know before episode one thousand you might play. Yes, before episode. Uh, mark my words. Before episode one thousand, I'll have played both of them. But I don't know, man. I'm. I will. You know what? Well, I may didn't. Maybe maybe I didn't love this game. I'm glad that I played it. Much like the NES one. Uh, I'm just. I I do. I love ex- even a bad retro game. Like, and I mean this. This can be fucking. Like, some of the games I've hated the most the whole time we've done this show. Echo the Dolphin, Sonic Adventure 2, well, Shaq Fu, not so much. But, like, even some of the games I really didn't like, I just love it's. I love experiencing retro games that I missed out on. And by no means is this game even in the same, like, to put this game in the conversation of Echo the Dolphin is an embarrassment and it's an insult to Samus. Like, this is a, this is a serviceable video game. And even though I didn't love it, I'm glad I experienced it. I like... I like seeing where the franchises that I enjoy now came from. You know? Yeah. Like the their heritage. Samus's heritage. And that's what this was. 
That said, I don't want to play it anymore. So this is <laughs> we're closing the book on Metroid Two. I, I love Metroid series, but yeah, I I couldn't give you many arguments to go back to this game after you've played it. Yeah, like you're you're the biggest Metroid fan I know. If someone came to you and said, "I've never played a Metroid game. Where should I start?" Like it's Super Metroid, right? Oh, easy. Like, it has to be. Yeah, without question. All right. Yeah, read the Wikipedia for Metroid One and and Super Metroid, and then start with Super. Yeah, oh, no or question. Metroid and Metroid Two, and then start with Super. No question. Although I am, I gotta. I mean, I'm gonna play. Mark my words, I'm gonna play this fucking remake at some point. I'm looking at it right now, and it, I like. I'm like, this looks like it takes the stuff I like from the original, but then makes it good. But we'll we'll get there yeah. when I eventually play it. Uh, well, dude, I I didn't know how long this would go, and uh, we managed to make this into 50 minutes. It's pretty good. Um, I'm impressed. Yeah, we did good. Uh, Daniel, as always, thank you, my friend, for giving me a call and talking your precious, precious uh, Metroid. Is this your favorite franchise? Is this your favorite series, Metroid? Um, If you say probably. Kingdom Hearts, I'll fucking end this call right now, Daniel. Oh, no, I, I like Kingdom Hearts, but it's not my favorite franchise by a long right. shot. Sorry. Um, no, like this one and God of War are probably my two favorite series. Uh, and I think this, this one has a nostalgia that, uh, to it that, um, that God of War just doesn't. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah. I, I'm a, the more, every time I play one of these, I mean, I didn't love the NES one or this one, but like, I have yet to have like a game that I fucking hate in the Metroid franchise. Like every time I play one of these, I'm like, I like this franchise just a little bit more. And Samus is just such a cool fucking character. She's she really awesome. is. like her armor is just the baddest looking armor in the world. But yeah. anyway, uh, good shit, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Daniel, as always, thank you for giving me a call. Thank you for talking Metroid Two: return of Samus. I appreciate you, man. Sounds good, buddy. Thanks for having me. that's going to do it for this week's episode. Daniel, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking Metroid 2, the return of Samus, and every single one of you hot dogs, whether this was your first remember the game or maybe your 247th. Thank you so much for the support. I appreciate it more than you can possibly know. Uh, if you are interested in trying this one out, it is on the Nintendo Switch Online now. I think it's worth trying. I don't know. I like I played the Turtles Game Boy games in the Turtles Cowbunga collection for the first time, and I really enjoyed them. Uh, so it's not that I don't like Game Boy games for the first time in 2023. I don't know what it was. I just, I don't know, maybe I just wasn't in the mood. This one just didn't, a lot of you seem to like this one better than me, but I think it's worth trying. I think it's it's not, it's certainly not Echo the Dolphin. It's not Virtual Bart or Shaq Fu. It doesn't suck. It's worth trying for yourself to see how you feel. Uh, some people seem to really like it. Definitely you're going to want a map, I promise. But give it a shot. Uh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of here. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Probably play some more video games to talk about on the show because that's all my life is now. Uh, oh, yeah, and I'm going to thank some patrons. But before I do, a couple of quick things. Number one, if you liked this show, maybe leave us a good review, would you? I'm not sure what they accomplish, but if the good podcasts are asking for them, we're going to do that too. Uh, I read all of them, and I appreciate all of them. So leave us a nice review if you would. And uh, if you want more of these, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Subscriptions start at $2 a month, literally hundreds of bonus podcasts with no ads sitting there waiting for you with new episodes every week, up to four in some weeks. It's a lot. Uh, you can find all that information 
at patreon.com slash remember the game. I'm also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash member the game, not remember, member the game. I get on there whenever I have time. I have no stand updates lined up in May, so I'm going to be doing a lot of streaming this month. Uh, I'm going to be starting a playthrough of Gears of War this week, so you can come by and hang out and tell me why I'm wrong about Metroid 2 or whatever else you want to tell me about. It's lots of fun. And uh, we have a P.O. Box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Just shoot me a postcard, a letter, something little. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you one back. We'll be pen pals. It's a cool little thing that we do. All right? I'm going to thank some patrons and leave i'll be back tomorrow for said patrons with expansion pass 161 where we'll talk about who should be on gaming villains mount rushmore game patch will be going live on friday all the biggest news in the world of video games and then next week i'll be back with a whole nother slab of podcasts including remember the game 248 which if the stars align will be about saturday night slam masters hopefully and the reason i say that's because we haven't recorded any of it yet but hopefully it'll all work out uh otherwise i'll just hide uh, under a pile of coats and bank on it all working out that way somehow. Anyways, thanks everybody. I'm going to thank some patrons and leave. Talk to y'all in the next one. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Remember the game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the senior executive vice president level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game. And as such, I'm contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible. So in alphabetical order, a huge thank you to... A dude named Adam Aaron Lawson. Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Mario Galaxy. Adam Martinet, Agent Booty Pants. Alex R. Alex Ramos. Alexander Camps. Andre. Andrew Wright. Andy Hudson. Angry Ticks. Antonio Echeverria. Arctic Vision. A-Town. Atrio Wormwood. Ballsack Teabagger. Beaver Boy. Beef Dingleberry. Benjamin Atkins. Cuz 19 Blaine the Hoagie Man. Blobby Rogers. B-Money. Bobby Litton. Brandon DeZeba. Brandon Helmheckle. Brian Neese, Brian Richmond, Brian Weber, Bucky the Beagle Herder, Bud Lightyear, Bulla, Bulma Simp, Burt Macklin, Buy Me Bonestorm, C Spin, Captain Nelly 20, or Cam Nelly 23, Captain N, not Cat, anyways. Uh, you you understand. Cesar, Chris Dickin, Chris Flurry, Chris Williams, Christian Gabriel, Chugger22, Cody Richardson, Cody Thompson, Colin Bollinger, current Remember the Game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, Dakota Guy, Dan Fuselman, Dan of DNA Gaming, Daniel, Daniel DeVore, Dar Skywalter, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, DB Cooper, DBXJ, Decoy Man, Denton Van Zandt, Denzalo, Devilish State, Digital Dave, Dill Pickle Rick, Donnie the Dude Walter, Doogie, Doug Dorn, Dr. Nightmare23, Jugs and Ben, okay, Elephant Calves, Elijah Burns, E-Man Trucker, Eric James, Esteban Navarro, Evolva, Fallen Snow Kiku, Faded Sufferance, Fraser Burns, Frosty Bear, Frosty Feet 492, Fuzzy 99, General Fury, G9PSX, Gabe, Gloose Cappin, Graham, Hagel Waffle, Heman Demon, High Plains Drifter, Hired Goons, who? Hitchy Poo, Holmes, Itchy Nutsaru, Isaias, It's OG, It's the Bigfoot, Jacob Adams, Jake Carter, Jameer Williams, James Clark, Jamri Pram, Jeff Bergeron, Jimothy, Jay Callahan, Joe Buck, Joe the Sandman, Joe LeBlanc, John Jameson, John Woodruff, Johnny CCDC, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Jordan, Joe Stone, Just a Fish, Kayage, Kevin Monroe, Kia Pup, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Chris Lovin, Lives, or er, Laces Out. Dan, Leroy Westrich, Liquor Like Luigi, Lord Longrod Von Hugendom II, Lucas Valadez, Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Mark But Not McHugh, Mark Sneed, Matt Hamilton, Matt Zeus, Maverick Marty, Max Lagroom, Max Sandin, Mellow Yellow 8787, Mercury869, Marco Michael Barjudina, Mike Maloney, Mizuru, Morgan, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Must Musty Beetle, Nathan Tremblay. I'm struggling today. I'm stumbling a lot. 
Nathan Tremblay, Nayef E, Neil Cooper, Nerdy Hybrid, Nick Amos, Nick Creature, Nicola, No Game, No Beers, Make CJ Something Something, No One Cares, Oh My God, It Froze, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Phil Lencher, Fill Up My Mouth With Farts, I finally get that fucking name, Pickin' Pickin' At, Plow King, Poop Q, Postman, Preston Dylan Tourette, Quiet Place Queen, Ragatucci, Raging Irish, Randy Barrage, Ray San Wontonga, Robithan, Robithan Dick Whittles. Robbie DLC, Robbie Air, Ruben Elizald, Russell Aldridge, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Maurice, Ryan Perry, Sabin, Sa there's a voice crack, Sam Carpenter, fuck this sucks, Sam Wright, Scary Terry, Scott Brooks, Sean Ramos, Shane Johnson, Shoeboxers, Shorzy, Sharonix, Scissorfist, Sleeper Hit, Slick Rick, Solomon Soto, Sour Goatface, Squeaknuts, Squints, Steve Dalk, Stephen Parnell, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Super Dad Bros Podcast, That One Kid Josh, The Keegs, The Fletchman, Thomas Childs, Thomas Smith, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Timothy Sabritsky, Titan 420, Triple, Tristan Anderson, Tunable Power, Tyler Bauer, Works For Me, West Gen, Wildcard, Wolfgang, Darren, Wolf Magic 21, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon, Rozak, Shepard, Zamato, St. Donovan, and Zonko 504, Nail Disease. Rest A through Y was pretty, was pretty hairy, but Nail Disease. Thank you all so much for the support. Talk to you on the next one. Cheers. Oh, Purple Monkey Dishwasher. That's what it is. <laughs>